Fascia is an absolutely amazing system. Years ago, most people didn't know what fascia was, where today, if you're in the health, wellness, and fitness industry, most know what this term means. Hi, my name is Deanna Hansen. I am the founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy. And my name is Quinn Castellane. I'm the VP of Block Therapy and Deanna's nephew. Welcome to the Fascia Masters podcast. Fascia is the connective tissue that holds our entire body together. The fascia system is involved in every aspect of your health, from pain, size and shape, how you age, athletic performance and recovery, and even managing trauma and emotions. The list goes on. When you learn how to decompress your fascia, you experience incredible changes to every level of your being. The Fascia Masters podcast discusses everything fascia and is dedicated to empowering you with the knowledge you need to become your own self-care advocate. To help you learn more about caring for your fascia and taking initiative for your health and wellness, we are giving you our ultimate fascia decompression starter kit for free. This will teach you five steps to control your pain, as well as an introduction to fascia decompression that you can apply today. Go to blocktherapy.com forward slash fascia kit. That's F-A-S-C-I-A-K-I-T. In this episode, we discuss diaphragmatic breathing and how becoming a conscious breather changes not only your physiology, but even the frequency of the brain to a relaxed rather than stressed state. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. Hi there, my name is Deanna Hansen. I'm a certified athletic therapist and the founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy. And my name is Quinn Castellane. I'm the VP of Block Therapy and the lead block therapist. This diaphragm muscle, I feel like I could talk about it forever. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is such a beautiful muscle. Mm-hmm. In fact, it is the only muscle that is unique in that it is under our conscious and unconscious control, mm. which means if we're not thinking about breathing, our body's still gonna breathe because yeah. that's how we survive. Yeah. But there's a way to actually thrive through conscious breathing. And the difference between a body that's a conscious and an unconscious breather, it's like two different animals. In fact, in the book yeah. by Stephen Cope, Yoga and the Quest for the True Self, in one of the chapters, there's a beautiful description between the two bodies and how it even affects how we think, how we feel, how we experience life. And so again, like there's just so much to talk about, but just from a mechanical perspective, to understand why this muscle is so important to pay attention to and to strengthen. And probably one of the reasons people don't think about it is it's not like when you go to the gym, you see your diaphragm. Exactly. It's the foundation of the rib cage. It's a plate of muscle that moves up and down with the breath. In fact, when we inhale, that plate moves down. And when we exhale, it lifts up. Mm. And when that muscle is working, it's creating this internal heating system. It's like a furnace. Yeah. What happens though, over time, if we're not conscious breathers, because as we talked about in our other episode, Mm -hmm. gravity is this compressing force. If we don't consciously strengthen this muscle all the time and work it, that foundation of the rib cage becomes weak. And like any weak muscle, it doesn't sustain its integrity. And under the weight of the upper body and the forces of unconsciously working on technology and all those things, we start collapsing into the core of the body and we lose the integration of that muscle, but the body's still going to breathe because, you know, 
our bodies are designed for survival. Mm -hmm. So those secondary breathing muscles, the muscles of the upper chest kick in. Mm -hmm. But here's the difference. It's at the base of the lungs, right down here at the bottom where 70% of the oxygen receptor sites reside called alveoli. So when we're breathing diaphragmatically, we're bringing the air all the way to the base of the lungs mm -hmm. so that there can be optimal absorption of oxygen. As well, um, we, when we're exhaling fully and properly, we're releasing optimally all of the waste that yes. gets sent back through the system. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens if we're breathing through the muscles of the upper chest? We're starving our body and our cells of oxygen, actually, because they say Breathing diaphragmatically can feed your body up to 600% more oxygen. Now, now before you say like, okay, there's no way you're, you can pull in 600% more air. So it's not, we're taking in 600% more breath or air. We're increasing the absorption of the oxygen 600% into our body. So as Deanna mentioned, 70% of the oxygen receptor sites, alveoli are located at the base of the lung. We're just simply increasing the absorption. So when we're using those muscles of the upper chest, we're only bringing the air a little bit of the ways into the lungs so it's not even touching not even touching that yeah. bed of life exactly which is really the bed of life bed i of like life. that the Thanks. bed of life <laughs> we should trademark that <laughs> well, and you know what i really appreciated was in 2014 they did a study in australia that proved that 84 percent of weight loss comes from proper exhalation and it's like you know that's one of those things that's really hard to wrap your mm -hmm. brain around um for me having been 50 pounds overweight in my younger years and working hard doing what I was taught to do as an athletic therapist from the perspective of um, calories in versus energy expenditure. I was applying those concepts and yet the harder I was working, the bigger my body was getting um, combined with all the other pains and frustrations I was experiencing. Yeah. So for me now to understand it's the breath that's really key for weight loss makes so much sense because you know, it's one thing if you have a really good bowel movement in the morning, like you can literally see, you know, mass leaving your body. So in your mind, you can think, you know, if I'm not going to the bathroom properly, I get a buildup of waste that's going to create mass that's yeah. going to attract parasites. And that's a very real thing and a component totally. of weight issues. Mm -hmm. However, we might, if we're lucky, go to the bathroom once a day. Mm -hmm. You know, some people have a really effective system. They, I mean, I think optimally we should be like eliminating after every meal, but some people are constipated, myself included in my past. That was one of my issues. So I might've been lucky if like, you know, a 10th of the waste left my body on a daily basis and, and the frustration and the feeling of that. But the reality is, is that's a one-time thing once a day, or if you're lucky a couple times a day, mm -hmm. or maybe every other day, but how many breaths do we take in a day? Mm. So if we are constantly accessing that ability to release waste with every single breath, then we have this capacity to keep our cells clean and we don't have that backup of waste. Mm -hmm. So that to me is really a powerful understanding to bring into our um, reason for breathing properly yeah. and diaphragmatically because we, we want to get rid of that waste. You know, we're all toxic and the world is dirtier. Mm -hmm. So every breath we're pulling into our body, um, we might be pulling in, you know, fungus in the air or drinking dirty water or eating bad food or whatever. But all of that waste coming in ultimately gets released with that full exhalation. Yes, so the importance of that is, you know, phenomenal. Um, if we can talk about what it actually mechanically does to the organs, yes, you want to share? I was just going to touch on this. Well, this is what's super cool and, and super crucial for us to understand is 
As Deanna mentioned, the diaphragm is a plate of muscle. It moves up and down in the body with every breath. Now let's think of our abdominal organs. So we got the stomach, we got the pancreas, we got the liver, etc. We got the heart and the lungs above. So every time we're breathing and the diaphragm is moving up and down, similar to an elevator, it's gently massaging these organs. So now each organ in our body needs to be a proper temperature to function optimally. So if we're cold, we're frozen, we're collapsed and compressed and we're breathing through those secondary muscles to pull in oxygen, then down here is cold. Like as you would always mention, when before Deanna founded fluid isometrics and block therapy, if Deanna would go for a run, she would come back dripping wet and sweat, but her belly was still cold. And that's probably the case with you or majority of people. And it's because we're not using the diaphragm muscle properly. So when we're breathing like this and the organs are heated properly, then our digestion improves, the absorption improves, and then the elimination improves. So everything is improving if it's heated properly. So actually, let's just talk about, you know, breathing and digestion for a moment here. So your stomach organ is sitting here and it's right below the diaphragm. So part of what helps us break down the foods for digestion is this mechanical movement of the breath. Mm -hmm. So now let's say you're a right-handed typical person who collapses this way into the body. I have now basically compressed all of this weight right on top of the stomach. There's totally. no movement yeah. happening with the diaphragm. And to top it all off, people don't chew properly. So now mm. we're swallowing big chunks of food into this cold container that doesn't have that added massaging effect to improve that uh, breakdown. Yeah. So now all these people in the world have digestive issues. Mm -hmm. But you know, to me, that this is the most important thing we can do to improve that because we want to get that stomach organ heated up again. And you know, living in Winnipeg, as we're so fortunate to do, we have extremes from cold to heat and we live right above a river and I've had I've lived here 11 years now and I've seen 11 times the river freezing and thawing and it's a very different situation in the middle of July compared to the middle of January totally so we want a body that is warm and fluid and flowing we don't want a frozen body where everything takes a half an hour to heat up and warm up before it's ready to go and be capable or where there's literally no movement mm -hmm. and that is the situation with so many physical bodies because the diaphragm is like the furnace. The muscles of the upper chest is like a space heater. And we know that a furnace will heat a whole building. A space heater will heat a room. Absolutely. So we That's have a hundred trillion cells. We want every single one of those hundred trillion cells equally fed and clean. Mm. And we can't do that through breathing through the muscles of the upper chest. The other analogy I love is, go ahead. The, the boat one, yes. So the inboard motor compared to the trolling motor. So, and again, it can still be an outboard motor, but any like big motor at the back of the boat, that's like the diaphragm. But then you have the trolling motor. So if you're going fishing and you're trying to look and being really quiet, it's only gonna bring you so far and it's only gonna bring you so fast. So that's the difference between the two, if I explain that correctly. Yes. Um, I just think both of those analogies are just so great to understand because we, we learn through analogies, we learn through visuals and seeing it, and that's just how I really understand and, and see the diaphragm muscle working for our advantage. And what, what's really cool too to understand is, as we mentioned in our last episode, mm -hmm. oxygen is the most important nutrient for the body. You know, we, we're going to die in yep. five minutes if we're starved of oxygen. And every cell is a mirror of that bigger system. Yes. So if we're not feeding our cells over time, they start shutting down because they're not being fed. And we have this mechanism to do that for us. 
it doesn't cost any money. We're not having to buy a supplement. Yeah. We need to understand the significance of putting time and attention into this muscle. And I mean, you go to the gym. I mm -hmm. don't personally do the gym thing, but when you go to the gym, you see people looking in the mirror, working out because they're focusing on whether it's their pecs, their biceps, their shoulders, whatever muscle group they're wanting to strengthen, they are targeting and they're paying attention to because yes. again, we don't see that muscle. We don't even think about it yet. Strengthening this muscle will be the most effective yeah. at changing your entire yeah. physiology, at creating yeah. that core. In fact, when you're breathing diaphragmatically and focusing on that full conscious exhalation, where you're literally squeezing the belly small every single breath, you're doing core work 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to go and do, Seriously. you know, sit-ups, which really don't target the core. They target the superficial abdominal exactly. muscles, which totally. I used to do 400 sit-ups a day in my attempts to get a belly I want. And you know what happened? I compressed more and I ballooned more mm. and I was harder. And now it affected my digestion oh, even more. And I got, Oh my gosh. I mean, especially when you're putting the time in yeah. and you're getting worse, you're like, why am I such a failure? Well, and you think that's the right thing to do. You do. It's like, you got to do sit-ups, you got to sweat, you got to yeah. run, you got to energy, as you mentioned in the, in the other episode, energy expenditure compared to caloric intake. If you're burning more calories or more energy than you're taking in, you're going to lose weight. It's not the case. Well, you, it wasn't the case for me. Yes. And it's exactly. not the case for a lot of people. Exactly. So yes, understanding there's a different perspective, a different approach we can take that's really kinder. Mm -hmm. um, we're dealing in persuasion not force. Mm -hmm. When you force something, it's going to respond with force. When you persuade something, it's going to surrender. Hmm. And I isn't like that, that so much nicer? That's so much nicer. Yeah, because the world <laughs> is full of force. And, and again, yeah. like we, we really want to share that treating your fascia system properly, it's simple. It's simple to understand. There's a simple approach, which we're going to get into in our future episodes about how you can care for your fascia system, but to understand the basics of why we need to care for it. And in my opinion, the ground floor reason is to get your breath going yeah, again, like six times, 600% more oxygen, simply through understanding and strengthening this muscle. And it's free. That's, that's the coolest part of it. It is the it's coolest free. part. Now, the challenge, yeah. as we've discussed, mm -hmm. is that fascia will grip and adhere to bone with a force of up to 2,000 pounds per square inch. That includes the rib cage and how we collapse over time into the core from unconscious, unconscious posture and breathing. So in our next episode, mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about block therapy and how this is a tool to take us to a better place to access proper diaphragmatic and to, and to help teach us all how to breathe diaphragmatically to optimize the diaphragm and to continually move forward so that we can always awaken and utilize more of the diaphragm to feed our body with oxygen. Exactly. And just one more point, because it was when I read the power of now from Eckhart Tolle, mm -hmm. um, he talked about the diaphragm and said, only when we're breathing through the diaphragm, are we living in the moment when mm -hmm. we're breathing through the muscles of the upper chest, we're living in the thoughts of the past and future, which is where fear lives. And it's because it connects us with a different brain frequency. Mm. The diaphragm connects us with a calmer brain frequency. The muscles of the upper chest connect us with a, a, a frequency that's fast and stressful. Exactly. And there's no fear in the moment. There's only action mm. in the moment. So when we're connecting to that, we're connected to the present. When we're breathing through the muscles of the upper chest, we're lost in our thoughts. Yes. And totally. again, a game changer for how you live, how you perceive life, how you deal with frustrating, stressful circumstances, 
and how you look after your body. Awesome. Wow. That's phenomenal information. Again, Deanna knows so much about the fascia system. Again, she spent over 50,000 hours in the fascia system. And this again is focused on diaphragmatic breathing this episode. So if you guys have any questions for us, make sure you use the hashtag askblocktherapy on any of your social media platforms. We'll be sure to see that. If you wanna ask a question, you can submit it through our website as well. Again, thank you so much for watching. This is episode two of Fascia Masters, the importance of breathing diaphragmatically and the importance of the diaphragm muscle. So stay tuned for our next Fashion Masters episode. Breathe and believe.